Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, yes, got to play that every time we get him on the show. Uh, the leader of the New Zealand Canberra Raiders fan club, uh, Craig Norenbergs, joins us. Mr. Norenbergs, how are you, sir? What a magnificent entrance. And I'm hoping the next time we hear that to the Raiders, and the only time we'll hear the Raiders do that again, this year is when the Raiders make the grand final. Well, mate, the, uh, I'll tell you running what. Running out to that. Tell you what, I mean, the way that you've disposed of Melbourne... Fifth time in a row in Melbourne as well. Sticky's got the Sticky's got the wood on on uh, Craig Bellamy. If he can get the wood on him, he can get the wood on anybody. Uh, were, were you confident going into that game? No, I wasn't confident at all. Particularly in the second half when the Storm hit the lead, I thought, okay, it's been a good run, and we snuck into the eight. And and there was, um, to be fair, weeks and weeks ago, the Raiders were a hundred to one to make the grand final. So I snuck a lazy hundred on them. And I thought, and as my wife, when I came home and told her what I'd done, said, is that is the most stupid bet you've ever put in your life. No, it's not looking so bad at the moment. I think if they can get past the Eels, they'll have a tough one coming up in Townsville on the heat. But they could do it. They're hitting form just at the right time. They seem to have tidied up a lot of their mistakes. They, they used to push passes and they stupid kicks out on the full. They seem to have tidied up those silly mistakes, playing good footy. The Eels say will be smarting after last week. It's going to be a real tight one. Um, if if a player's going to win it for the Eels, we know it's going to be Bailey Simonson, the Kiwi. X-Raider, and it's always the way it happens, he's going to come off the bench and win it for the Eels. But if the Raiders can weather the storm in the first half, they can beat them. I'm pretty sure they can beat the Cowboys and make the grand final. There we go. I'll just map it out for you. Just, just worked it all out for us. I uh, worked it all yeah. out indeed. Because um, uh, yeah, it, it was a funny one in terms of the way... I guess the narratives went this weekend just gone. You know, we had yeah, your Raiders going to Melbourne, not having lost their four games mm. on the trot. Uh, we also had the Parramatta Eels playing Penrith, uh, the only team to have beaten Penrith twice this season. Yeah. Um, and they had they had Andrew Voss, the Eel Whisperer, who had, who had called 10 Eels games this season <laughs> and had won all 10. So everything was looking good for my Eels, mate, but didn't quite work out that way, particularly when we lost Mitch Moses. No, it didn't, but the Panthers are so good. You'd almost say that the, the Panthers are morals. If they keep everyone on the field fit and healthy, no suspensions, no head injuries, which doesn't seem to worry any teams at the moment this time of year, you think the Panthers will go for it. But, you know, it, it, 
rugby league and sport throws up some crazy things, and you wouldn't be surprised that whoever wins the uh, the match this Saturday night between the Sharks and the Rabbitohs would fancy their chances against Penrith. Having a week off mightn't help them. They probably would like to have just rolled on, particularly because Cleary is uh, is lacking a little bit of match fitness. So they're not laid out as is quite. I mean, they're undoubtedly favourites, but if the I'm tipping the Sharks to beat the Rabbitohs this weekend because I think the Rabbitohs it took too much out of them against the Roosters. Mm. Sharks hitting form at the right time. Panthers, you know, a little bit underdone. Next week is the time to grab them because if they make it through the grand final, they'll win full stop. It's going to be interesting, mate, to see how that how that all uh, pans out. I mean, I'm I'm looking at these two teams uh, though, the Eels and the Raiders, that that when they meet this weekend on paper. It's, it, it all looks pretty even. So that, to me, says yeah. a lot of it is down. I mean, if the Eels have got an edge anywhere, I would say it's Marnie over Wolford. Uh, but, that, I mean, you know, yeah. you, it, the, there's small margins. I mean, really, it's it's down to the coaches, I think. And at the moment, and you'd have to say Ricky Stewart's a better coach than Brad Arthur. I think Ricky's a better finals coach. There's something about Ricky Stewart that, from you know, the week-to-week thing, he lays his heart on his sleeve. We all know that can get a little bit too emotional, but that emotion plays into finals time when just those emotional 1% can get your team over the line. Boy, if if the Eels lose this one, poor old Brad Arthur, he just has a terrible record in finals matches. Eel, the Eels will again look back and say, this is the chance that they could have made it. Because if they get past the Eels, then take on the Cowboys, then, you know, I think the Eels can, whoever wins this game on the weekend can beat the Cowboys. But you're right, really evenly matched. Like normally, the Raiders, I'd give them in most games they go into the edge in the forwards, particularly up front with Tarpany um, and uh, of course Josh Papali'i, who were, who were amazing form last week. But then you have a look at the Eels pack, you know, Junior Polo and Isaiah Papali'i. The two Papali'is will be interesting to see when they take on each other. Um, you know, Sean Lane and right off the top of my head, uh, Ryan Ryan Madison, Regan uh, Campbell Gillard. You know, yeah, Regan Campbell Gillard, and you know Reed Mahoney. You're right, has it over Zach Wolford. But Wolford, really solid guy, the son of um, of a Raiders uh, legend. Um, so he's he's just steady. And what do you got to do when you're uh, when you hooker? The Raiders went overawed last week against the Storm. Certainly Wolford wasn't. You've just got to you know get the ball from dummy half, give it to the players like Tarpany and uh, Papa Lee, who are going to take it forward. So you would say that the the two packs are evenly poised. It's obviously going to come down to whether Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses in the halves can get over the top of Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty in the Raiders' halves, and that is going to be an incredible battle, particularly whether whether we see whether Mitch Moses will be 100% when he comes into this match. There were doubts, of course, over him playing this week. He's, been, he's, of course, been named at number seven. Whether he can go to full 80 will be interesting to see. Clint Gutherson, the fullback for the Eels, is overdue for a biggie, mm. and young Xavier Savage is the... Is, you know what been playing in great form for the Raiders for, for just a teenager. So, yeah, you're right, evenly poised. It's uh, it's set, as I said before, for Bailey Simonson to come off the bench and win it for the Eels. Well, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned Zach Wolford, son of Simon, of course, Raiders, Raiders legend. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, he, he, he has the ginger gene, and you generally need a ginger in your, <laughs> in your team to win a grand final. Yeah. That is so true. And passion. For the Raiders, so if you ever look at some of the, the, the forwards for the Raiders that have just play on passion loan, Hudson Young been in great form, and when you're talking about uh, uh, redheads and, and the ginger gene, Corey Horsburgh, mm, crazy huge. horse playing great. And, and the other good news for the Raiders is 
you know, you win, you you, you lose a player, you win win someone. But um, you know, Ryan Sutton has come back into the team, um, and he wasn't expected to play for the for the rest of the year. So you, you have a bit of luck, and you have a, you know, this time of year, you're just clinging on with injuries. Um, but you're right. You, you'd look at both teams and say, who has the craziest players that are willing to go the distance? Maybe the Raiders do. Maybe the Raiders do. Maybe the Raiders do. Now you mentioned earlier that uh, you thought the Sharks would have too much for the for for the Rabbits. It's like they played mm. their final last yep. week in a way. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brutal. Burgess missing for them as well is is a big miss, I think. Yeah, he is. The the you know, and even if you look at the Rabbitohs pack, you think, wow, the Rabbitohs pack might have it over the uh, the Sharkies. Um, but the the Raiders, as uh, the uh, the Sharks pack, um, no nonsense. They've got great players who can just do the job and that's what you need at this time of year is guys that are just going to go out there and do it. I think the Rabbitohs, if you watch that game against the, the Roosters, was just so brutal and obviously what was it, seven sin bins during the game and, and they, everybody was just playing with such, such passion. You have to wonder if it'll take it out of them and uh, and whether they can they can do the same again against, against the Sharks. You know, the Sharks, pretty um, unlucky last week, it has to be said, but They'll have been knuckling down this week, and um, and I think they they've certainly been well coached all year. That's that's mm. shown just how how good these kind of young uh, up and coming coaches can be. Um, but, you know the Rabbitohs also um, in the same way. It's just the way the two coaches take on each other. But Latrell Mitchell theoretically game breaker for the Rabbitohs, um, and then you look at the no frill Sharks. But you just think just across the board the Sharks will get get across the line. I'm, I'm tipping that simply because the Rabbitohs will be just spent. Yeah, I, uh, that's kind of what I thought after watching last week's game. There was so much, and it was like an Origin three decider type, you know, energy. Mm. And it's it's hard to back that up. I think but you brought up a really good point too, though, about the coaches because it feels to me all season really Craig Fitzgibbon has flown under the radar. Him and his Sharks, even when they're second, yeah. people are talking about the Storm or the Roosters winning it from outside the eight. Nobody's talking about the Sharks. Yeah, Craig Fitzgibbon in particular. Um, it's interesting. He he is unlike because we love the coaches that that give really good media conferences afterwards. The Wayne Bennetts and the Ricky Stewarts and the Desi Haslers. But um, Fitzgibbon has you know he's just a, a no frills guy. At all the media conferences seems the players seem to love him and play for him. He doesn't seem like he's like Craig Bellamy banging on the perspex of the coach's box. He he's just a guy who's gone about his business very quietly. So Sharks fans, I think, will go into this game pretty hopeful. He's got them playing playing well. Last week, they could have, should have won, particularly at home, uh, with a big crowd behind them. This week at the Lions Stadium, Saturday night, they'll have another big crowd that'll come down from the uh, the Southern Shire there in Sydney to take on that that Rabbitohs army. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I think the Sharks are going to do it this week. And, um, and I think they can go all the way to the grand final. They could even win the thing, because I think they'd be a big chance to beat Penrith next week. Yeah, I think uh, that's a that's a fair shout. Particularly as you said, you know, they might just be a little bit underdone, Penrith. I mean, where do you yeah. think? I mean, I think uh, Jason Dimitru's done a done a good job, and of course, you know, Todd yeah. Payton. Well, well, not a rookie rookie coach. Certainly, I don't think anybody put the Cowboys in the in the eight this uh, at the beginning of the season. I think most had us about had them about fifteen or sixteen. So he's done a damn good job. Yeah. Who's coach Almost of the year for coach you? Of the year. Yeah, I was just about to say he he would just about. Be it, although you know everyone's saying Cleary at the Panthers, if you know he's got them playing very well, but it's pretty easy with the cattle he's got. If, if you look back on the Cowboys, a lot of people tip them to finish last in the Premiership, and when I say a lot, most people finish tip them to finish well out of the eight and near the bottom of the table. 
he's done a fa- fantastic job, and it makes Warriors fans cr- just cringe and cry when they that they had him, and they just uh, apparently didn't offer him the extra year that he wanted on his contract. But hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know. Todd Payton, ex Raiders legend, uh, he came through that that famous school of coaching that Tim Sheens had when he was so successful at the Raiders. And uh, and look, it's a hard man. He makes sure everyone's fit. It's his way or the highway, uh, which is probably the, the way that Queenslanders like it, straight shooting and tell it like it is. I, I think Todd Payton's my coach of the year. Todd Payton, coach of the year, is a great shout. It's great to see these young coaches come through and thrive. I, uh, I'm not too sure about where West Tigers are going. Um, I did. I remember talking to uh, Nick Tedeschi about that, and I was saying this is what happens when your marketing department runs your football club. Um, I know yeah. we've just seen, uh, is it Little? Jacob Little's just torn up his contract to go to the Dragons. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you heard it yesterday, but Isaiah Papali'i was doing an interview with Fox Sports yesterday, and he kept yeah. getting asked about potentially your last game yeah. in an Eels jersey, and he wouldn't talk about it, wouldn't talk about going to the Tigers, wouldn't say that he was going to be in the Tigers next year, would not say it. Wait for that uh, you know, salary cap news to come. <laughs> Mate, he's staying at the Eels, I think. All the signs. Oh, he'll, he'll stay. Otherwise, he won't be playing semi-finals football for many, many years. Yeah, the interesting one of the Tigers, um, I used to live in uh, Chiswick in Sydney, right in the heart of Tigers uh, territory. And Tim Sheens used to walk past my house every day. He'd have a walk in the morning when he was coaching with Tigers. And occasionally, I'd stop him for a chat. He's got an amazing um, rugby league brain. And I can remember Daniel Anderson, the former Warriors and Eels coach, telling me, don't get trapped with Tim Sheens. He'll talk your, talk your ear off. And he can, but it's all rugby league, so it's fantastic. And even at that time, he was saying, I don't know how much time I've got left, left in his coaching caper. Well, here he is again. Mm. He's going to be coaching the Tigers. Um, whether he can... And, he, and you know, as I said, Todd Payton was, was one of the great factory of, of um, the players that played under uh, Sheens, who's gone on to coach. If Benji Marshall can be given a little bit of patience in that job and spend some time after Tim Sheens, and have some of that wisdom rub off under him. It might just work, but it's just that Benji's untested at that level. And as shown by the number of coaches who were shown the door this year, Nathan Brown included at the Warriors, coaching a rugby league team, you've really got to want to do it. And Benji Marshall, I, I don't know him, and I don't know him anyone close to him well enough to know whether he has the right temperament to be a first-grade coach, because you really only find out how good you are when you go on a string of losses and... and the Tigers are going to have a few of those, and if he's a rookie coach coming into it, it's not going to work. So, for the poor old Tigers, a few tough years ahead of them. And if Papa Lee, you know, turns his back and says, "No, I'm not going there," what does that signal for a club that is trying to rebuild in a city traditional club that hasn't won a premiership for years? If you got players, Raiders went through this a few years ago after their successful years with players just didn't want to go there. Then you've got to start paying overs, which burns through your salary cap. And then you just find yourself in this uh, this routine of, of you won't be able to bring players through. So, yeah, you're right. Tough years ahead for the Tigers. Yeah, indeed. All right, Craig. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Always good to talk footy with you. Go well, mate. I would wish you good luck this weekend, but I wouldn't mean it, so I won't. But enjoy the game. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I'm hopeful, but I'm, as I said, Bailey Simonson will score the winner and, and the Eels will probably win. Get on last try score of Bailey Simonson. You heard it here first from Craig <laughs> Norenbergs. Good stuff, mate. Go well. Thank you. Cheers. Craig Norenberg's with us.